You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Welcome to Take Me Home, the show that helps a lonely animal have a second chance at a new life, a home, a family, someone to play with, and someone to love. Join host Susan Daffron as she talks to guests from animal shelters and rescues about some of their favorite adoptable pets. These pets might be diamonds in the rough that may have been overlooked, but still need a great loving home. We'll shine the light on these pets and share their personalities, quirks, and stories with you. The goal of Take Me Home is to promote happy adoptions. We'll showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Here's your host, Susan Daffron. Welcome to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Susan Daffron, the founder of the National Association of Pet Rescue Professionals. Thank you for listening. Today we have Mary Cox from the Midwest Skipper Key Rescue in Michigan. She'll be talking to us about a dog named Juno who is available for adoption. We'll be right back with Mary after these messages. Take Me Home, we'll be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes, right after these messages. Stay tuned. Pick up something unique at a Bone to Pick Dog Boutique. A Bone to Pick has cool hip fashions for big and small dogs that will have their tails wagging in style. Cat products too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Check out our eco-friendly pet products and gifts for humans too. A-B-O-N-E-T-O-P-I-C-K.com. Get your pet's mouth watering monthly with our Gourmet Treat of the Month Club. And join a Bone to Pick's free birthday club for your puppy. A-B-O-N-E. Dash to dash P-I-C-K dot com. Pick up something special for your best friend at a bone to pick. A B O N E dash T-O dash P-I-C-K dot com. Get 10% off with coupon code PetLife. Hey, all you dog stylists, are you on the cutting edge of canine design and shaggy chic? Groomer Has It on Animal Planet is now casting for Season 2. Groomer Has It is looking for competitive dog stylists with amazing personalities to compete to become Animal Planet's top groomer. $50,000 grand prize for the winner, plus weekly compensation for all contestants during filming. If you have what it takes to be the top groomer, then audition for Groomer Has It today. For more information, contact Catherine at 310-727-3337, extension 71272, or email groomer has it at gmail.com pets can be a wonderful addition to your life keeping them healthy and happy is important pet life radio presents the pet doctor with veterinarian media consultant and veterinarian dr bernadine cruz whether you have a dog cat reptile or rabbit you'll find answers for your pets straight from the vets the pet doctor on demand every week only on petliferadio.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. Welcome back to Take Me Home on Pet Life Radio. 
My name is Susan Daffron, and today I'm talking with Mary Cox from the Midwest Skipper Key Rescue in Michigan. We're going to be talking about a dog named Juno. So thanks for joining me, Mary. You're very welcome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it very much. So tell me a little bit about your rescue group. Okay, Midwest Skipper Key Rescue was founded back in 2005. We have three clubs in the area, one Michigan, one Chicago, one near St. Louis, and we discovered that their three clubs were duplicating efforts rescuing Skipper Keys, and we finally said, you know, this is kind of stupid and a waste of effort, and so we decided to get together. As a breed club, you cannot get 501c3 tax-deductible status because the IRS considers you a social group. So we said, okay, let's form a pure rescue group, try to get a 501c3. We can get massive donations that way because people can use their tax deductions and we can cover a much bigger base of operation because with all of us going to dog shows and all of us doing traveling we can cover a bigger area so our area goes from detroit to chicago to des moines iowa down to st louis through indianapolis and back up to up to detroit and then we cover a variety of states and and around that area depending on where the skipper keys are and who we've got available to get them out of shelters get them from individual people do transport you name it we try to do it that's great. That's a big undertaking. Yeah, no kidding. I'm just the secretary for this group. Our president is in St. Louis. Our vice president is in Michigan. Our treasurer is in um, near Des Moines, Iowa, and Illinois, and other people live in Indiana and Wisconsin. So we've got you know a big, big base of operation here, which um, is pretty extensive considering it's just a you know a five to ten person rescue organization. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about Juno. Juno came in as a stray. He was found wandering down kind of toward the south, southern part of Detroit. Um, came out of a shelter. He was there for the 10-day stray hold, and they gave us a call because they weren't sure people were going to adopt him. Little dogs are okay sometimes, but little black skipper keys, and most people can't live with them because they're, just, they're, they're so unique in terms of energy level, intelligence level, and independence level. Um, so we got a call. We picked him up. He was not the best-looking little thing. He did not have fleas, but he had really kind of a reddish, yucky-looking coat, hmm. potentially thyroid, potentially low food quality. Um, when I got him home after a couple of days, I looked at him and I noticed he had licked almost all the hair from his elbows to his toes on both front feet, both front legs. And I'm thinking, what on earth is going on here? Couldn't find any bugs, you know, didn't have any manes, didn't have any anything. So that situation, there's maybe two to three possibilities. He's either stressed to the max, you know, birds feather pick, dogs will lick, Cats will overgroom themselves under a lot of stress. So it could have been stress, could have been a fungal infection in the toes, which has happened to friends of mine with dogs that had fungal infection. They're constantly licking their feet because they itch and they burn. Mm-hmm. Or it could have been an allergy to food, and that was his way of getting rid of the problem. So did not do any fungal testing. I thought the easiest thing for me to do is get him off all chicken, all wheat, all anything. I've got him on a salmon and rice dog food, and the hair's growing back, and he's not licking as much. Hmm. Um, could have been the stress. We have raw hides around the house, and so he's chewing more on raw hides than on himself, and so it looks like the licking is slowly, slowly dissipating. Um, he's six to seven at a guess. His coat's coming back. I've got him on some, some supplements along with the coat, the, the food with no chicken and no wheat and you know, no soy and this other stuff that most dogs have allergies to. And his coat's starting to look a little bit less reddish and a little bit more on the black side, and it's got more of the feel to it that's normal as opposed to that really kind of funny straw feel to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He's very sweet. Seems to like, I've taken him to a couple of adoption events, he seems to like 10 to 12-year-old girls. He just kind of hangs. (laughs) When they pick him up, he hangs. They're going, oh, you're so cute. 
Um, he, he's a lap dog, likes to sit on your lap. He patty cakes, he dances and flaps his little front feet. He flap him and he'll patty cake in his crate when it's dinner time. It's like, okay, 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 food, 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 it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Um, he likes to be petted. Not much on the lap dog side, but he'll stand there with his paws on your lap and you can pet him and pet him and pet him and pet him. And when you quit, he starts to dance and flap his you know, patty cakes at you. It's like, come on, pet me, pet me, pet me. <laughs> so he's, he's a very cute little dog. And the other day, I saw him over under the TV. And he was kind of like a cat, kind of bouncing forward and bouncing back. He bounced forward and bounced back. I thought, what on earth are you doing? And he went, boom, and pounced on a piece of rawhide and trotted off like he'd killed this monster dragon. And he was doing it again last night. I thought, this is a cute little trick that this guy He's killing rawhides, and he trots off like, man, look at this. I got this monster rawhide, and it's dead, and it's all mine. Because Skipper Keys were bred to be watchdogs and rat killers, so his... Rawhide is a substitute for a rat, and so he's doing his job by killing rawhides for me. Wow. Well, everyone needs a hobby, I guess. He's yep. found his. That's great. So um, so it sounds like his personality is, he's pretty social, so even, right. even after he's being a stray and... Right. I don't know anything about his past, um, you know, and, and unless you're a psychic and, and you can pick that stuff up, you really don't know much about them. You kind of have to go by the personality as to how you feel they've been raised. Probably well-raised, may have been outside a lot, uh, may not have had the best of food. Um, you just don't know because of the coat condition and, and this other stuff going on that obviously had not been tended to or worked with or whatever. Um, so there was a little bit of lack of uh, personal-type care with him. But he's very social, likes people. Um, I've taken him to some meet and greets, and the kids will pat him, and he's fine, and strangers pat him, and he's fine. I've had a couple people take him for walks, and he's trying to drag him down the street. They're not walking fast enough. Um, he's relatively quiet because he's older than five. Um, mm-hmm. But when he when he, when he gets a little bee up his bonnet, he like buzzes around the room like catch me, catch me, catch me, catch me, catch me, and then he's done. Which is the joy of an older dog is that they get it out of their system in about five minutes as opposed to ten hours. Exactly. That's uh, that's key. That yeah, is yeah. that is a big difference. Yep. He, he's he's really a sweet little boy. Um, would need some work on house training. I end up with incontinent dogs who just stop and pee and of course another dog smells that and figure well he did it i can and so when you get older dogs you have that issue and then the younger dogs follow up and go well he peed here i can too um so i have that to worry with in my house but generally when dogs leave foster home and get into a home where somebody can really watch and monitor and get them out often enough um then you don't have the, that housebreaking issue to deal with and it, when in doubt there's always belly bands on a boy you can do that and not have them pee in your house for you well, and also, most of the rescues I've talked to and, and everything I've ever read says that when you rescue an adult dog, just assume that, pretend he's never been housebroken, start over, and it will just work seamlessly if you just do all those things, like take him outside on a schedule and just act like the dog isn't housebroken just in case. Correct, and that's very true. When you take in any new dog from any rescue program, I don't care if it was the best race dog in the universe and has no baggage, no issues, no nothing, new house, new family, new rules, new yard, new smells, new everything, and these dogs are going, I'm not in Kansas anymore. What the heck is going on here? And in order to make sure that they make the transition, you have to have a very structured lifestyle for them the first Mm -hmm. couple of weeks, and they tend to relax and go, oh, 
there's structure here too. I have to go out this door. I eat here. I eat this time of the day. I'm allowed to sleep here, and blah blah blah. And then they just they make the transition pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we've had old dogs make transitions like in an hour, and we've had young dogs take weeks. It just depends on the individual dog. And as I said, the more structure, years and years of doing this, you talk to any rescue person, they'll tell you the same. The more structure you give a dog in a new situation, the faster they adapt because they don't have to make decisions for themselves. Usually, the wrong ones that gets them in trouble. Exactly. Okay, well, we'll be back with Mary after these messages from our sponsors. Take Me Home. We'll be right back with more great stories of lonely pets in search of loving homes right after these messages. Stay tuned. Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Fluff your feathers, roll out your tongue, shine your fins, snap on your leashes, and grab your human. It's the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo. Two full days of pet-tastic fun that no pet lover should miss. Join us for shopping, the Barks and Couture Fashion Show, Dream Pet Wedding, Ultimate Pet Makeover, Pet Communicator, Rescue Me Pet Adoption, Service Dog Demonstration, and tons of fun contests. Bring your pets and join us at the Louisville Pet Lovers Expo, Saturday, September 27th, and Sunday, September September 28th at the Kentucky Expo Center. For more information, go to LouisvillePetExpo.com. Stop what you're doing and start horsing around. Every week on Pet Life Radio, horse expert and award-winning rider Audrey Pavia will be trotting out great tips on feeding, breeding, and more on everything equestrian. So set a spell and say hey to Audrey and get ready for a darn tootin' gallopin' good time. Every week on Horsin' Around, on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Get ready to meet your future best friend. Take Me Home is back, and there's a pet waiting just for you. We're back with Mary from the Midwest Skipper Key Rescue. I'm your host, Susan Daffrin, and we're talking about a dog named Juno. So if you were able to describe the perfect home for Juno, what would it be like? I would say a family that is not too terribly active, maybe takes walks in the evening, but isn't one of these hustle busts where you've got kids going here and kids going there and kids going every place. You have to watch doorways. He's like he's tried to get out into the garage when I go out to do stuff. I mean, the garage door is always shut when I go out to the garage, but I've watched him and he's trying to noodle his way up between my legs to get out the door, which is why he ended up as a stray. He seems to like older girls. 
You know, I mean, like I said, he's had kids carry him around at meet and greets, and he's been wonderful. He used to be on the mouthy side, though. I mean, I've given him cookies and got my fingers in the way and had to count. So that's typical of a lot of breeds and a lot of dogs, so that's nothing new for dogs. But you have to be aware that, you know, you, this, this dog is a little bit mouthier than others. Not in any particular situation, um, but, you know, you get your finger in the wrong place, and he's going he's gonna to punch down and go, oops, I shouldn't be doing that, and that's the end of that. Um, so someone who's home a lot, um, he, he's crate trained. You can go away for the day and leave him in a crate until his house is broken. You know, just kind of do stuff normally around the house, and he's perfectly fine. He just doesn't need 24 hours of attention like some dogs do. He mm-hmm. needs it when he wants it, and after a couple of minutes, he's had enough, and off he goes and, and does his own thing. So... A mildly active family that could keep him going fenced yard for sure and watch doors at all times. Yeah, that's always key. When you're getting a dog that was astray. Right, right. Baby gates across the front door, so when you open the door, he can't get out. Mm-hmm, exactly. Right. So does Juno have any types of, well, other than attacking rawhide, any types of quirks or habits that a new owner should know about? Not that I have seen. He's pretty much uh, just a normal, ordinary dog, kind of just going through life like most normal, ordinary dogs do. He'll chew on chewies, he'll come up and say hello, want to be petted, patty cake at you, the whole bit. But I haven't seen anything really, really terrible. I've got a baby gate that keeps them away from the computer and away from the kitchen area where the old dogs live, and he's not tried to break through that like some of the dogs do. He's not tried to jump over the fences. He's not tried to go under any fences. He's not tried to escape from the exercise pen when I've taken him to the meet and greets. He's not tried to blast out of a crate. So, I mean, he's really a very low-key dog that has spurts of energy that don't take very much time, and then he's just kind of low-key hanging around, you know, like a lot of middle-aged dogs will do. So, I mean, it's, it's really for someone who wants a companion but doesn't need a companion that takes a lot of your time to manage and monitor all day long. Mm-hmm. You know, he just doesn't need that kind of management um, outside a couple times on a regular basis and pet him when he wants to. And usually when he wants to be petted is when you're sitting down, ah, sit down, watch TV, and have a cup of coffee or something, and then he's over there, oh, you're sitting down, pet me, please, pet me, pet me, and he's, you know, bugging you and patting at your legs and a whole bit, and if you stand up and walk away, he goes, oh, okay, fine, and off he goes, do his own thing. So it's not a demanding dog who insists that you're around petting him 24 hours a day. Some people like that and want that kind of a dog, and that's perfectly fine, but if you don't want a demanding for attention dog, this is, this is a, good, a good dog because he wants it when you're sitting down and when you can take care of his emotional needs. And when you can't, he goes, okay, fine, and off he goes, kind of does his own little thing, which is uh, he's never, ever gotten into any serious trouble. I mean, he's not shredded newspapers. He hasn't eaten phone cords. I've got young dogs that ate a phone cord the other day, a newspaper like crazy. They're destroying a little plastic wicker couch that I have. They're, you know, pulling the wicker off. He's not into any of that stuff. He's five or six or seven, you know, six to seven maybe, and so he's past all that stuff. So you don't have that to deal with. You just have moving into a new house and the house training bit to get used to. Mm-hmm. So if there was people like grandparents that had older grandkids that came over, it'd be great because he'd love the kids, but then they wouldn't be bugging him all the time to do something. Do you know if he, uh, I can't remember if he said this, does he get along with cats? I do not know. My husband is allergic to cats. And oh. do not have cats. Okay. Most cats would be bigger than he is. He's only 12 pounds. He's a very tiny little skip. Yeah, okay. But my general thing on cats is unless an owner turns in a skipper key and says, this dog hates cats, usually you give them however much time to get along with each other, and they get along with each other just fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've placed a lot of skips with cats, and after a week or so, nothing. 
You know, the cat runs, they'll chase them. The cat stops and goes, they go, oh, okay. Yeah, really. Never mind. (laughs) Yes, they're not stupid. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, it just probably not uh, probably a non-issue i mean it's okay. really pretty much a non-issue he's pretty much low-key with the other dogs he tries to avoid them all anyway and just kind of mills around and through them and lets the one and two-year-olds play with each other and act like idiots and he just kind of sits there and watches them go by it's like okay fine off in the corner and you know just i'm leaning alone so um, my guess is a cat would not be a problem Small critters might be. Uh, with this breed, you don't necessarily want to adopt them. The people who have rabbits and the pocket pets, the hamsters, the gerbils, the guinea pigs. Well, um, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, some of them, We one lady years ago wanted to adopt one, a skip, and I came into her house. She had a cocker spaniel, and she had blue teddy bears on the backs of all her couches and doilies on all the armchairs, on all the arms of all her nice kind of Victorian couches. And I'm thinking, that's going to last about a week, and they'll all be shredded. And then we lost track of the dog, and I heard these noises. They had a rabbit in a cage in one of the kids' bedrooms, and she was trying to get in there to kill the rabbit. Pulled the dog out, shut the bedroom door, and she was down there the whole rest of the interview trying to get into that room to kill the rabbit. And I said, this is not going to work. She'll get to that rabbit eventually. We don't want you to adopt this particular dog. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Stuffed toys, they're toast. Plush stuffed toys, the stuffing, it looks like Christmas. There's snow everywhere. (laughs) And they get the squeaker out, and you throw that all away, and then you just leave the carcass behind and wash it every now and then, throw it on the floor, and they'll play with that forever. But it has to, it's got to be dead. But that's the rat killing thing. They've got to kill their toys. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, this is very good insights to the Skipper Key mindset and the Skipper Key personality, not just for Juno, who is an, yeah. an, you know, an older one, but a good insight for those who are just curious about the breed. I actually have not met very many Skipper Keys, so it's interesting to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, we, ha- we don't see them in rescue out here where I live very often. I'm not, uh-huh. I'm not sure why. I've seen a lot, of, a lot more mixes with Skipper Keys than okay. purebreds. Go figure. It's one Go of those figure. things. Go figure. Yeah, we've got uh, we've had forty four come in this year so far. Wow. Which is less than last year because last year there were two puppy mill close downs. One gave us seventeen, and the other one gave us how many did we get? I can't even remember what we got from the other group. So that's when our numbers really climb because we're down near Missouri and Arkansas, mm-hmm. and there have been elderly in their sixties puppy mill owners that are retiring and rather than send their stock off to the auctions they are giving them to local humane societies and shelters who are trying to find rescue people to take them all on and so you get this mass influx of dogs varying levels of socialization and that just just, you know jumps our numbers you know off the deep end Um, 40 to 50 has been kind of a normal this is what we get in and usually by the end of the year we're down to 30 that are, you know, the lifers and the hard-to-place ones, and then we start, the next year we just start, they all start coming back in again, and then by the time we adopt them all out, we get these 30 dogs that just kind of, you know, the number hangs around 30, and then it goes up to 60 or 70, and then it drops down to 30, and then it goes back up again. Wow. And we have a number of uh, permanent fosters, lifers. Lifers. You know, it's uh, 15, 16, and, you know, nobody's going to want to adopt a dog. Oh, I might die in a year. I don't want him. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just keep until they pass away. Yeah. Let them let live the good life. I'd like to live their life, let me tell you. I know. I always say that about my dogs, too. Okay. We're out of time, and we'd like to thank our guests and producers for making this show possible. For more information about Juno, you can check out the Midwest Skipper Key Rescue site on PetFinder, which if you go to www.petfinder.com, it's easy to do a search and find that. And if you are involved in rescue, check out all the great benefits you can receive as a member of the National Association of Pet Rescue Professionals at www.naprp.com. 
If you would like to feature your pets on Take Me Home, just click the contact link on the site to get in touch with us. Transcripts of this show or any other show on the Pet Life Radio Network are available at PetLifeRadio.com. Just click the Take Me Home link. If you have any questions or comments about the show, please email me at SusanD at PetLifeRadio.com. So until next time, if you or anyone you know is considering getting a pet, please consider the adoption option and save a life. When you're looking to add a pet into your life, consider adopting a homeless animal from your local shelter or rescue group. Whether you want a kitten, puppy, or a more mature pet, a purebred or a -a one-of-a-kind mixed breed, even a rabbit or hamster, your shelter has the best selection of animals anywhere, all screened for good health and behavior. PetLifeRadio.com presents Take Me Home with your host, Susan Daffron. Join us each week as we showcase wonderful pets, tell stories, and even throw some pet education into the mix. So get ready to find out why the pet adoption option can be a great way to add a furry companion into your life. Take Me Home every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.